0: So we've been <clears throat> teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, um, and I want, I want to say a couple things about this. Um, as tonight, as we're, we're on the gift, the gift in, sec, in 1 Corinthians 12, the gift of the gifts of healings. The gifts of healings. We taught last week on it, and I'm going to finish it. That gift tonight, and um, I'm gonna. What I'm going to do is, I mean, there's so many stories of Jesus operating in the gifts of healings throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That I just decided I'm going to read about four or five of those stories just in the book of uh, the book of Luke. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'm going to read out of Acts. (laughs) Um, In the book of Luke. So we're going to, tonight, we're not going to read 1 Corinthians 12, as we have most services. But, you know, this is the gift, this is the gift of the gifts of healings. And um, I shared a little, shared some foundation on this gift And tonight I'm going to read a number of different stories about Jesus operating in this gift. And um, last week I shared with you a verse out of John 3 and verse 34 that says that Jesus had the Spirit of God without measure. There's no limitation to him and to the, to the release of the Spirit of God through his life. And what we talked about is that we, we had only a certain measure of that. So what Jesus made up, now it takes all of us to make it up, because now we're his body together, not separate. That's why there has to be a value on the church There has to be a value on understanding the importance of church life. Because the house of God is the church of Jesus Christ, which is the body of Jesus Christ in the earth. And the Bible says if we don't discern that correctly, if we don't discern correctly, that all of us make up the body. Yeah, I'm the body, you're the body, but we make it up. Where he had the Spirit without measure, there's limitations that you and I have because we need each other. And we need our human spirits that are one with the Holy Spirit connected together. And so, as I'm reading these stories tonight, I want you to to think of the gifts of the Spirit like this. That Jesus himself and and all of his acts that we read in Matthew Mark Luke and John he exemplified these gifts and then the apostle Paul pinned them or let's say it like this he is these gifts these gifts aren't something that just that he chooses to operate in they were him the gift of the word of knowledge was him. It was because it was the nature of God, and, and he had the nature of God without measure. There was no limitations to the nature of God, the Spirit of God, the person of God, the glory of God, the presence of God. There was no limitations to that. He was that, and he is all of these things. And so, what the Apostle Paul did. In his years of study, the Holy Spirit showed him, I want people, as you pinning this, I want people to know, I want them to see these gifts of the Spirit in operation through the one Jesus. And now, as I, as I will it, and as I will these things to happen, they're going to happen through each and every one of us. God intended it to be that way. Now, before I read these stories, though, I, I want to say this. I think that most Christians don't think that it's possible for the things they read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that Jesus did to happen as a result of them. Being led by the same spirit doing the same things that he did. I believe that most Christian people don't believe that that can happen through them. Just my take. My conversation, you know, you say, well, Pastor, you don't know most Christians. True. Maybe I'm just all wet and totally deceived. You know? But that's what I think. You know why? Why are the gifts of healings not manifesting everywhere we look? Everywhere Jesus was, except for the unbelief that was in Nazareth, the gifts of healings were in operation and manifested. And the Bible says there's not there's not libraries that we can build that have enough room to house all the books that tell about all the things that he did we just have little bits and pieces of it so i so i'm i'm under the impression that most christians don't believe that these things can happen in other words I believe that most Christians don't believe that they can lay hands on someone that's sick under the direction of the Holy Spirit, and the sick get well. And yet, and yet, what Jesus paid for for us was not only that we be saved and born again, but that we be empowered with the same Spirit that raised Him from the dead. Same spirit that raised him from the dead, if I'm born again, if I truly am born again, then the same spirit that raised him from the dead is the same spirit that lives on the inside of me. And he said, he said in John 14, the works that he did, I'll do in even greater works because now he's gone to the Father and now it can happen through all of us, not just wherever he was. They all freaked out. I mean, you can't leave. You can't. I mean, they got upset with him when he tried to go to another city. Oh man, you you got to stay here with us. No, I gotta I gotta take it to the uh, other cities because that's what the word said. You see. But see, now we don't. It didn't just have to happen through one person. God wants these gifts operating through all of us. And, and and it's more than God just wants them to. For the body of Jesus Christ to be the body of Jesus Christ in the earth, it has to happen that way. Because I don't have the whole measure. You don't have the whole measure. He did, but we don't. But we do. Amen? So let me just let's start in Luke four. I'm just going to read a few of these. In verse thirty-eight, now he arose from the synagogue and he entered Simon's house, but Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever. And they made request of him concerning her, so he stood over her, and he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. So, what did he do? He said, Jesus told us, you have to, see, the Bible fits together. All the pieces fit. Jesus made this statement. He said, I only do the things that I hear from my Father to do. Okay, so we don't see all of this wrapped up in scripture right here, but what happened was where he was, the Holy Spirit prompted him to do what he did. What did he do? Okay, let's, let's say that Sandra is Peter's mother-in-law and she's sick with a fever. Okay, we talked about last week. There are certain things that you and I can't do just in simple, born-again faith. And that's why we've looked at these stories through the years and thought there's no way we can do this because we've looked at it through looking at ourselves. Yeah, no, I can't do it. You and I couldn't heal a fly. You and I couldn't heal a fly's wing because we have no ability apart from him. But we understand the importance of these gifts in operation. Okay, what did he do? Here's Peter's mother-in-law with a fever. Well, there ain't nobody in their community ever been healed of any kind of fever. What did he do? He didn't touch her. He rebuked it in the name. In, in well, I'm saying it on this side of the cross. But what he did is, fever, I rebuke you. Leave her body. Something like that whatever a rebuke was then. Today, we have the authority of the name of Jesus to rebuke something like that. And we have the prompting of the Spirit for us to do something like that in a given situation that he says you're supposed to do it in. Not you trying something. It's not you trying to see if that works like it did with Jesus. He didn't try anything. He just did what Father said. So what's the key to being used by the gifts? The key to being used by these gifts is being able to hear spiritually. Jesus said, I only do those things that I hear from my Father. So everything that he did that produced results is because Father told him to do it. See, when you develop a relationship with God... And you become, you, you, you develop a, a friendship, connection, and an intimacy with God like you would be intimate. I'm not talking about physically intimate. I'm talking about being intimate with someone else and be real friends and really connected and know that person. When you, when you really know God, then you can hear Him in a given situation. You can hear Him tell you that's what I want you to do. I was preaching in New Mexico not too long ago and I was in, in, in a service and at the end of the service there was a, I think I told the story, I'm not going to go into it and bore you with it again, but long story short, there was a girl there, a school teacher, and they wanted me to pray with her. Well, I, I I'm to a place where I can't, pray for somebody i can agree with someone i can speak the word over somebody you know just declare what the word says but prayer is communion and connection with god and then being used as the oracles of god to say what god wants to say in a given situation and i can't just generally pray for someone Anymore. I used to do a lot of praying and laying hands on people and saw very little results and those kind of things, you know, for years. But today, I'm, what, I, what I've done is I've spent more time learning to listen and hear the voice of God so what I do, it produces. And I, I, and I spoke something over this person about direction. It was a word of knowledge about direction in this person's life. And as a result of that word of knowledge, I got an email two weeks later just saying that came back to me that this woman wanted them to tell me that that word changed her life. Well, I mean, you you can get all stirred up and whoa and what a magnificent thing that you are, but I would have never said that today, unless the Holy Spirit would have told me to say it, and so if it changed the girl's life, it's because I said what he wanted me to say, right? Okay, in all of these gifts, in the operation of these gifts, they're the result of having a relationship with the creator of the universe, and if I can have a a relationship, if I'm convinced I can, then I can operate in all nine of these gifts when he needs me. Because really what it boils down to, when he comes to us, like that night, I'm just using that as one example, like that night, he's saying, okay, Bert, I need you to deliver this message no more no less. You know, in in essence, that's what he's saying to me. I need you to deliver, I need you to say it just like this, because she needs to know it, and he's not into audible voice stuff today very much. Because then people get all freaked out and then they're waiting for more audible voices. You know, you hear one audible voice, then, <laughs> then me telling you something's not, nothing like the audible voice. So, See, God's not into audible. He, he will if, if he has to. He does whatever he wants. But he didn't set it up that way. He wants now words to be spoken through people that hear him. And then other people have to trust that what was said is really true. It's called faith, right? And in the gifts of healings in the situation with Jesus and Peter's mother in law, he heard Father say that, he rebuked it, and it left. Okay, look at the next one. Actually, the next verse. When the sun was setting, all those who had When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them peter's mother in law he rebuked it then he's in a situation there in 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 the same area it was it was somewhere around that synagogue it wasn't in the synagogue it was outside of it then they're in in this this situation and he laid hands on every single person and every single person was healed why because father said so and demons also came out of many crying out saying you are the christ the son of god and he rebuking them did not allow them to speak for they knew that he was the christ so not only were people healed here but demons begin to come out of people that healed them so there were certain manifestations but it was still the gifts of healings in operation because those demon spirits were keeping people sick fifth chapter and the 23rd verse um it's a long story here, but I'm just gonna kind of jump down. Yeah, to 23. This is about. This is about Jesus healing the. Well, you know what? Let's see. Let's back up to verse 18. Then behold, men brought. On a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling in the, in the midst before Jesus. Here Jesus is at someone else's house, and these guys decide to tear the roof up and lower the guy down through it. Right? You wouldn't appreciate that, would you? When he when he saw their faith, so there was the gift of faith in operation in those three men. You know? Especially when you start thinking, you know, what's this guy gonna do to me if I tear his roof off? To get this sick man down through and into the crowd because they couldn't get him through, right? So all of a sudden, when they thought, nah, we can't tear the guy's roof off. All of a sudden, the gift of faith arises, and God says, tear his roof off. And they tore the roof off, and they lowered him down. And he said, "Um, And when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. (laughs) The gift of faith was in operation, and the man on the stretcher's sins were forgiven him. What can happen when other people operate in the gift of faith? You know, Pastor, I don't know if I really want to study this kind of stuff that hard to really, you know, well, because it's other people's lives that are weighing in the balance. Why do you think there's so many sick people on planet Earth? Why do do you think that there's so many sicknesses and so many diseases and and they're escalating? And I have a doctor friend that told me that he was at a seminar not too long ago and the pharmaceutical industry or or the the m- medical industry was supposed to uh, help me with this becky what they told me that they were supposed to come up with so many new di- new different um, um yeah but antibiotics oh, yeah, yeah I remember and 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 they're sitting in this whole group of people and he said okay wh- wh- where we're the new what would you call them strains of antibiotic would that be it and, and, you know, wh- where are they? And they had none. And so there's all these new diseases, and, and, and they're, all, they're immune to the, to the antibiotics. And so all this new stuff is coming, and it's like the medical industry has, doesn't have an answer for a lot of it. Everybody say, thank God for the medical industry. Amen? I'm, I'm not against that by any means. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just saying, okay, Is there an alternative? I'm reading it to you. Okay? But we got to believe the Bible. See, we can't just believe what everything and everybody else says. we got to believe the Bible. I'm telling you, there's an alternative to it, and it's called the gift of the gifts of healings. And, and, and they won't just flow through ignorant people or people that won't put out any effort to develop relationship with God. They won't just flow through people. People that have a passion, a love for God in a given situation, what can happen? What can happen through you for the good of someone else? Man, there's no end, I believe. I believe that this book inside of me, revealed, is the answer to the world. Not not this book. See, this, this really isn't, The Word of God, it has the potential to become the Word of God. Because it's the Bible until then. The Word of God is coming out of the pages of this book and it getting inside of me and me laying hands on the sick and the sick recovering. That's just one piece of it. But that's what it was intended to do. The Webster's Dictionary can't produce that. And this won't produce it on its own. I can lay it in that chair right there and we can worship it. We could all walk by it and we can come up, touch it, you know, because you think there's something about it. I mean, I've I've seen things where they've where they've seen the face of Jesus in a tortilla and 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 they've worshipped the tortilla. Because of, of the, the, the look of Jesus in the, in the tortilla, and they set it up next, I've seen, I've been there where it was, and it was up next to a Bible, and it's like that Bible is the Holy Grail because it's next to the tortilla with the face of Jesus. Okay, whatever, and, and, I'm, and I'm not just being critical in, by any means, they've got to do what they've got to do, but there's nothing that's going to come out of this, it's, it's not like raiders. There's not a cup that's going to give you life forever. This is life when it gets inside of you and you believe it. So what can happen? If God's no respecter of person, then the same thing that happened to Jesus is the same thing that is supposed to happen through me and you, right? Gifts of healings. got so excited I forgot where I was. Um, okay, so they operate in the gift of faith. Verse 21. It's getting late now. And the scribes and the Pharisees begin to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts... Jesus perceived their thoughts. He answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? There again, word of knowledge. He had a word for them in the present. It was a word of knowledge, the gift of the word of knowledge he was operating in. Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, I say to you, I say to you, rise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. (laughs) Yo. And you know what? You know what? I don't want... I don't want to be one that thinks that's strange. I want to be used. I'm not talking about trying to do that. You know, well, Jesus did that. I'll go tell that guy to get up. Yeah, well, he's going to stay there. You don't try it. You do it because God said. Amen? Um, Where was the next one? Sixth chapter... Six verse, just going to read a couple more and then we'll be done. Uh, sixth chapter and sixth verse. Now it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered a synagogue and he taught. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and Pharisees watched. What about whether he healed? But is he going to heal on the Sabbath? I mean, these people haven't seen a healing in four hundred. Well, they haven't seen it at all. But there hasn't been a healing in their in their presence in four hundred years, and they're going to throw a fit whether he got healed on the right day or not. So they looked to see if they could bring accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man who had the withered hand, "Rise." And stand there and he arose and he stood and Jesus said to them I ask you one thing is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil to save life or to destroy and when he had looked around at them all he said to the man stretch out your hand and he did so and his hand was restored as whole as the other How long did it take? You ever seen a withered hand? Why? Because he had the spirit without measure. But so do we. Hmm? And you know what that means is? That I take the low road In any and everything I do, in other words, I take the prideless road. So every time something happens, okay, let's say you're sitting at Starbucks out on the little veranda and you're looking out over the river and you're sitting there minding your own business and somebody walks by and they have a withered hand. And you heard me preach this word and maybe it's six months later, you know. And you're just sitting there. And and, and all of a sudden, beyond just your natural thinking, you just have this impression on the inside of you. That man doesn't have to live like that. And you just kind of minding your own business. You kind of get up. Hey, can I buy you a coffee? So you buy the person a coffee. Can we sit down just for a second? I just wanted to tell you something. God told me that your hand didn't have to be that way. Stretch it out. And the guy stretches his hand out, and it grows out. Would you be convinced? See, we don't think we can do that. It's Looney Tunes. I was trying to do the sci-fi thing. It didn't come out right. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's crazy. That's not going to happen. That was what Jesus did, yeah. See, because what we don't realize is he did that through the gifts of the Spirit. And these same gifts that we've been teaching on are the same gifts that we have availability to. And not, not well, no, 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 that's, that's the wrong word. They're, they're not available to us. They're, they're they're supposed to be a part of us. Because what, when, when you read, go, go and, I mean, every year you ought to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just, I mean, I get, right now I have cold chills just thinking about it. When I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, something happens. You go from One thing to the next to the next, and you go, oh, my gosh. It's because he's the son of God, and it's not. It's because he's the anointed son of man that came to be the perfect example for you and I to walk in his footsteps and do the same things. But it's, I don't have the spirit without measure like him because he was God. I'm not God. I was created in the image of God. Same way, my daughter's not me, but she was created in my image. You See, we're, we're of the God class because we were created in his image, but we're not him. But all of us put together can do the same things that he did and greater because things could only happen when Jesus was on earth, wherever he was. Now they can happen wherever all of us are. And the more we value that and see the importance of that, the more we're going to see these manifestations happen. I'm telling you, you can't make it work. It's only as God wills. And it will only happen through your relationship with God being real. Hmm? Can it happen? It has to happen. We're living in a time where people aren't going to believe without it happening. Can you say amen? One last word. One last example, I mean. Luke 8 and verse 40. I know I've gone a little bit over, just bear with me. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him. For they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet, begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all of her money on physicians and doctors, and could not be healed by any of them came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, he turned around, who, who touched me? And the disciples said, well, men, they're all touching. Everybody's touching you. No, no, no. But somebody touched me. Listen to me. People marvel at this thing with the woman with the issue of blood. What did she touch him in? She touched him in the gift of faith. Why? she had been hearing what he would do. And she would be hearing these things are happening. And you know what? And she heard it in in so many words being preached. He's no respecter of person. If he'll do it for one, he'll do it for me. And she touched his garment in faith. And he said, who touched me? And Jesus, and in and, uh, and verse 46, and Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceive power going out from me. And when the woman saw that, she was not hidden, she came trembling. Notice, you say, no, 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 that was just her faith. No, no, no. She was in fear. <laughs> she was afraid. Woman with an issue of blood in that day, she comes out in public and and and, it, and she's not healed of it, they stone her to death. And oh my gosh, I'm disrupting the master's flow. He he man, he 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 had purpose. He was headed somewhere and 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 I disrupted him all. Oh, she comes trembling in fear. No, she operated in the gift of faith, and he said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Where did he say that? 48. Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So we see that. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. When Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her. But he said, Do not weep. She's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. She was dead. She was dead. Yeah, but Pastor, this is Jesus. No, but you've got to look beyond that. He wants you to look beyond that. It's not that He's the Son of God. He didn't come here to become something He already was, He came here to become the Son of Man, to be the perfect example that you and I could follow in. How many have ever seen someone that died and it was an injustice? This 12 year old girl, this is an injustice. not to take away from the mourning and the things that have happened. Every, probably everybody in here, self-included, has lost somebody close to them. But can the gifts of the Spirit be in operation to where people can breathe again? And I told you several weeks ago, three of the gifts of the Spirit have to be in operation and they were in Jesus for someone to come alive number one the gift of faith because you have to have faith beyond your normal faith to see that happen number two the, the gifts the gift of the working of miracles because when a person's body dies and shuts down there has to be the miracle of created life come back into that body number three when people are sick the gifts of healings have to be in operation because if someone is sick and they just come back to life and they're still sick they're going to die again all three of those gifts have to be in operation for that to happen and that's what happened here they ridiculed him but he put them all outside and took her by the hand and called saying little girl arise and her spirit returned and she arose immediately And he commanded that she be given something to eat, and her parents were astonished. And he charged them not to tell anybody. Amen? Tonight, I'm just telling you that I've been, you know, things like what we're talking about. For some people, you're on the the edge of your seat with it. For other people, it's like, that's like way out there. That's like goofy or weird or whatever. But you have to take, when you hear something, you have to take it and say, you know what? I receive that, and I'm going to find out whether that's true or not. Because if you don't do it, then you just say, well, Pastor Burt said this. And after a while, when you don't see things happen, then you say, well, Pastor Burt's an idiot or whatever. Take what I say, receive it, and find it out for yourself. Do we have a right to operate in the gifts of healings? Do we, as a body, as the body of Jesus Christ in the earth—I'm not just talking about this this congregation of people, but the body of Jesus Christ—do we have the Spirit without measure when we come together and be willing and are willing to be used by God in the gifts of the Spirit? I say yes. Jesus was the one. But now we make up that body, and God wants us to live that way and expect great things to happen in the days ahead. My faith and my prayers on a daily basis for you is that through your relationship that your spiritual ears begin to be opened up where you can hear what God's telling you to operate in one of these gifts. That's why we're taking so much time. On this. I, I usually, I haven't in years, haven't done a series where I took this much time on Wednesday to share about these gifts, but I'm telling you God's saying to me I need you to teach this for me. I need my people to be challenged to operate in it. Amen.